This is Wow! What a week. What a week. Politrix. Welcome back to Wow What a Week hashtag Politrix. For some politics and analysis of political happenings can be a bit tiring. However, with last week's Polytrix, one of our fans couldn't decide if it was brief or if he was enjoying it a bit too much. What we can tell you is that our resident commentator definitely enjoys throwing more light on the sometimes shady arena that is Polytrix. So please give a warm welcome back to our energetic uh, evaluator, Botsang Mudimuwame Muilwa. Botang. Yes, uh, morning, morning, brother Fresh, and morning to the viewers and followers and subscribers and critics. Another incredible episode last uh, week. Yeah, uh, very incredible. Yo. Uh, I, I still don't know if it beats the other one, but it was an incredible episode. So the reaction has been very good. But Akiri, that's what life ought to be, that you need to hit a high and then chase that high, and, and chase, chase that, that milestone. That bar, yeah. Because if you don't set a bar, you'll always operate at below what the bar ought to be. So I think our responsibility to especially the viewers and uh, people who like debating with especially yourself is the bar must be always up there. Yeah, uh, it, it, sets, it sets a very high tone. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm happy when they are happy. Yes, sir. I think it's going to be worse this week, uh, if not better. I'm telling you. Let, uh, let, let's start with the biggest irony of the week. Uh, COP28 happening in UAE, where they pump billions of barrels uh, a year of oil and where people flew in uh, probably in more jets and private jets uh, than we see outside of Davos. Exactly. But let's talk about climate and climate change. <laughs> Fresh. How, how ironic. A bunch of over... 80,000 people, yeah. which consists of, to be exact, more than 1,000 leaders of the world, whether sure. politically or climate or business, mm. they jump into over 2,000 jets to go to the United Arab Emirates, the capital, Dubai. Uh, you know, these are slave queens of, of the politics and the industry. They go to Dubai, and they're going to discuss what? The effects of pollution and climate change. Yeah. To go there, just to get there, with the media and supporters, there's more than 80,000 people with over 2,000 jets. How much fuel was banned in a country that bans thousands, if not trillions, of barrels of oil in the world, and they want to come and tell the world they're going to sit there and discuss how and to save kill us. the world. And save us. And save us. And, and, and unfortunately, we need to add another uh, dimension here. Because a lot of these things become talk shops, there's a lot of hot air. I'm sure you only affect the climate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's 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 a it's a sad state of affairs in the world that we still allow business people, exploiters and polluters of the world, mm. industrialists and politicians to go and sit and make decisions on our behalf. And South Africa again is falling into the trap of signing another or entering into another international treaty or arrangement or agreement being pushed by what? Being pushed by the world most industrialized countries mm. like the United States, like Japan, like Germany, and, and so forth. And we go on and we have a stall and we, by the way, on the record to our viewers and listeners, the United Nations Secretary General, uh, Antonio Gaturus, mm. he announced that South Africa is not the first, it's the only mm. country that produced a plan 
towards the cleaning of the wealth. You know, a fully detailed, we are the only country in the entire world that presented that plan to the United Nations on how we are going to clean the environment. So, yes. so we're busy giving a damn in a world that doesn't give a damn. They don't give a damn. They, we are not the worst polluters. Our power stations are not operating optimally to reduce our greenhouse emissions, which is one of the reasons we have load shedding. Exactly. That other countries don't care. And actually, despite them not, not operating optimally, this plan that President Ramaphosa, the Minister of Trade and Industry, have presented to uh, uh, COP28, mm. uh, COP it also talks of further decommissioning, further uh, power stations in the country by 43% come the year 2032 or 2035. So we're going to shut down more power stations, but let me, let me tell you what is going on. This is the whole plan to prepare for the IPPs to take over the country. Mm. And we have sat down, me and you, we have talked about it, and everybody else have said, there is nothing wrong with nuclear energy. Actually, mm. we need nuclear energy. The Zuma administration wanted to have nuclear energy long before. It is cleaner, it's more you know, uh, advanced, mm. it is more readily available, it can produce more electricity and energy. Then there's wind. Uh, uh, energy from windmills like we have in the in the eastern or western Cape. Then there's nuclear solar. Now the Americans and the Europeans they are sitting there and crying for our coal, mm -hmm. first grade coal. Mm -hmm. That is on trucks going to Richards Bay, mm. to Maputo Hara, mm. to go and do it and keep lights on in Germany. Mm. Keep them warm during winter. It's winter now in, in, in Europe and sure. the Americas. Mm. And, and, and they want to keep on by who's coal? South African first-grade quality coal. RB1 coal. Exactly. That's now, like the highest-grade coal. The same Also people. because our power stations can't use RB1. Yeah. Because unfortunately, <laughs> there's also this um, false narrative that we have load shedding because we're sending our good coal overseas. No, 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 uh, no. Our power stations cannot operate RB1 coal. That is why we're exporting it. Exactly. And, 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 and that was purposefully done, that yeah. our power stations should be built mm. and not be maintained and kept, you know, abreast of the developments in the industry. You can use the coal that we have. Mm. So we're exporting it. Now, the same countries that are sitting in Dubai telling the African people and African leaders with suits mm. in that hot place, saying to them, please go and use the solar and the sun in your countries. Don't use the coal. Don't use it. You are polluting the air. The polluters of the air tell people who are not polluting the air to say, don't use fossil fuels. Hmm? Don't use the V8, V engine vehicles, and the V6, and the fossil fuels, and the mm. coal. Mm. So you can run those vehicles. You can run your heating system. You can run your energy supply. No, no, go and install solar panels. We'll give you the money. This is where the catch is. And these are nations that industrialized with no care in the world, uh, no limit in the world. They never they cared. They burnt oil, they burnt coal, they didn't care. By exactly. any means necessary, they industrialized. And, and now, when we want to grow, we must do it at a yes bus pace. Exactly. They give us money. They give you, like, what, $8.5 billion? dollars to mm. say go and use this money to install the IPPs in South Africa to can run electricity shut off your electricity and you'll improve over time so what should happen between now and that time but that's not the only effect fresh there's quite a number of effects that will have an impact on South Africans mm. you look at the mining towns you look at places like uh, 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 in Bombela as well as in what you call Vietbank these days. Or, or Middleburg. Amalakseni mm. and Middleburg. Mm. The communities there, the people there, they rely on the mining sector in mm. there mm. for one, employment, housing, development, and anything else that comes with an economic project like mining. 
And suddenly the world is telling the South African government, can you start shutting down those mines? Now, this, this, this is where it also becomes tricky. Whenever we talk of foreign companies that are not complying to shut off and leave, they are quick to say to the government, your people will lose jobs. Mm. But in this turn, because they want the coal and they want to install IPPs, nobody's talking about the job losses that are going to happen in, in, in those mining towns or mining areas. But let me tell you, it's not going to come easy. Mm. This document that the government has presented to COP28 in Dubai it's not gonna, the unions are going to stand up, although the unions are a little bit marginalized in South Africa. Unions will rise, communities will rise. The, the, the workers themselves, you know, people will stand up and say, but if you shut off this mine and, and, and you are going to put windmills or solar panels there, and what is going to happen to the families that are reliant? On, on the miners to eat. I, I think it's good intention to clean the world. I think it's good intention to can protect the environment that we live in, but it must not be coming at the expense of the people and be forced into the throats of the people. Absolutely. And that's what these people are sitting in. I, I'm actually uh, 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 very disappointed with our country to mm. can want to lead uh, when we are not ready, when we are not in a position to can commit to such. So it will be a, a white paper, it will be a paper that is presented and what, what should happen after when President Ramaphosa and the delegates come back, what is going to happen in the country after that? I don't think it's going to fly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of not flying, um, driving in a bus from Zim the other day, uh, they found 43 minors, children. It's children, actually. Um, yes. And now Zim and SA ministers at loggerheads about this. Uh, what, what, what is the latest with that story? Look, uh, and again, I must put a disclaimer because it has border management you know, involvement in yes. it that I'm talking in my private capacity as an sure. analyst. The story that came up, the report that came out of the South African government, Dr. Uh, Minister Arun Motswaledi and the Border Management Authority was that uh, 43 passes. Mm -hmm. Now, when I hear that number already, it raised eyebrows. 43 mm -hmm. passes were turned or were caught on the South African side of the border post in Bait Bridge. Mm -hmm. Now, those who have been to Bait Bridge, I can tell you, from the South African border side to the Zimbabwean border side, what mm. people normally call no man's land. Mm. It, it, is, it is actually, it's not a no man's land, but for bad, lack of a better way. From the South African side to the Zimbabwean side, that, that piece of land, mm. you go over the bridge, it is exactly 980 meters. Mm. Exactly, I can tell you, I've walked that part many times of my life. Mm. It's 900, not even a kilometer. Mm. And if those buses had crossed the Zimbabwean uh, border side, and they've arrived on the South African border side, 43 of them. It means those people were processed by the Zimbabweans. That's number one. So the Zimbabwean authorities must have been aware that there are 43 buses full of children, none of them more than the age of eight. Because what Minister Mutsuladi had said also is they all had valid travel documents. Mm -hmm or those checked. But the problem became when South Africa decided to say, no, we have caught these guys, let's send them back. Because it may be, you know, traversing on elements of uh, child trafficking or human trafficking, or for whatever reason, they send them back. The biggest mistake is you send them back, what did they do? If there was a crime committed, why there were no arrests? And I did hear Minister Mutualedi saying it's an oversight from the, the, the border guards not to arrest the drivers, obviously not the children. But there's human rights element that would have kicked in at the moment that if you arrest 43 bus drivers, 
what happens to the kids. Exactly. What, understand? The, the mm. human element. Then the NGOs who have been all over the minister and all over the South African government. But that's exactly what they want fresh. They wanted the drivers to be arrested. The drivers would produce papers to say, but we are doing our job. We are mm. not involved in this. We are not guilty. Uh, it is not the responsibility of the driver in a past situation to can actually force these children to have uh, unaccompanied minor letters mm. or to be with their parents. It's not. The, the, what if they were given documents from the other side mm. to say, no, 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 we have been cleared between the two governments. And I'm using the word what if very carefully. Yes. So when Minister Montaledi went public on this, they sent them back. Now the Minister of Home Affairs or Internal Affairs in Zimbabwe came gun blazing and said to his counterpart, okay, this is another clumsy part that I don't understand. Why couldn't he pick up the phone and call his counterpart diplomatically? Yes. And say, but what nonsense is this? Where, where, where are these 43 buses and for the, for over over 200 children that were in those buses? They are not there. There's no police report. Mm. There's no official government report. There's no record from the South African side. So I, I, again, again, fresh, it's very worrying that you can have such an incident at a port of entry, and there is no documentation record mm. of what should have transpired there. We all know that all minor children in most of the countries, South Africa adopted that few years ago, for a minor child to travel, you must have a travel document. Yes. Despite the travel document, you must have a letter of authority from both parents. I just did one two days ago for my son who's in Brazil. Mm. You understand, he's traveling from Brazil to Spain. The mother could not move with a child until I, I, I go to the court and or get a notary yes. to authorize permission to travel. Mm. And these kids are said to have been traveled. But my, my main worry and concern, look, I've seen that happening many times, and I can tell you uh, 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 with authority why was that happening. Mm. There's two or three reasons. One, it's time to prepare the kids to go to school. Mm. Our lovely constitution says every child has the right to go to school, a public school in South Africa. Mm. In, 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 in two months' time, those kids, look at the age. It's school-going age. Ah, yes. They are supposed to They're start school. They're ready to start school, yes. Exactly. Mm. That's one element. The second element is we just passed a bill, mm. you know, a national health uh, 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 insurance bill. Every human being in the land of South Africa is entitled to the benefits of that bill. Mm. You know, Zimbabwe is still going through a lot of difficulty, and 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 I'm saying this unofficially, and 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 you know, with my mind is, if that indeed happened, there is no way that 43 buses can cross a point of entry, mm. travel from Harare or Bulawayo or Gweru, anywhere in Zimbabwe, to arrive on the South African border side. 43 buses for which kids mm. and the Zimbabwean authorities did not pick that up, it's impossible. It's mm. highly impossible. Mm. And, and I think this is part of the problem in dealing with you know, immigration issues in South Africa, amending them and changing the condition of the country. Because uh, why get it, man? Sure. in this country, people just come in and out as they wish. Then mm. NGOs are going to stand up and say there's human abuse. And now they can even say we failed to deal with human trafficking. Yes. So Minister Mozzaleri is actually caught up in a, in a, in a, in a very difficult situation. Mm. You block them, you stop them you are inhuman. Sure. You allow them in South Africans are all over you to say our children don't have space at schools. Mm. And that is the challenge the country is facing with. And that's where the spat came from between the two ministers. I don't know, look, diplomatic people should have come in and said to the two ministers, hold your horses, have a telephone conference, let us talk about this whole thing. Instead of going to the media first, now they're feeding us. Now it's a circus. It's a circus 
two very senior ministers. Let's uh, go to uh, even more ministers. So Botswana over the last two years had a total ban on agricultural uh, imports yes, yes. Uh, to bolster food production in Botswana. Absolutely. And to encourage people to grow vegetables yes, yes. and to, uh, I guess, reduce the dependency on imports of vegetables. So, uh, particularly South African vegetables. Exactly. And uh, now it seems like there'll be an extension on that ban. And South African Agriculture Minister uh, Sistogo Didiza is now saying she's concerned. Yeah, she's very unhappy with this whole so, thing. Uh, and she says it might affect other bilateral Agreements, uh, yes. Agreements, yes. Which, which smells like if you don't want this, then there's others that we might... The, it's, 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 it smells like it might turn into a tit for tat. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I pray that uh, South Africa and Minister Tokodidiza do not go to that extent. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Botswana is a sovereign state, a very mm. small state, and it is dependent despite on diamond mining. It's agriculture. It's very big and important. But let me start from the Botswana side. There is absolutely nothing wrong. Mm. It is actually the right thing to do mm. for a minister or a political head or a cabinet of a country to stand up and say for the best interest of our people mm. and our country we are passing this laws this was passed in 2021 mm. it was effected in January February 2022 for two years mm. so it was supposed to expire uh, end of December uh, 2024 I mean 2023 this mm. current financial year now Botswana government being people who plan and prepare properly. They've sat down and they said this process has worked very well. Mm. We are now extending it to 2025 with another two years. And mm. that's what caused this part. But for those who don't know, this is basically not all agricultural project. It's mainly horticulture products. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You understand? And, 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 and again, it's to assist their you know, uh, sustainable farming, small-scale farming, and the Botswana farmers to protect them against the giant South Africa. Because we mm. are, when it comes to agriculture, giant towards Botswana. Mm. But if you want me to sit here and talk as a patron or a, of South Africa, I would say I think diplomatic engagement should have taken place. Whether well, and in diplomatic engagement is not about winning and losing. Yes, you engage, you talk, and I don't think Botswana. We try to find each other. Yes, mm. let's try. But but I also don't think Botswana just changed the date or extended the date. Mm. There was a SACU Southern African Custom Union meeting that happened earlier this year, mm. and they raised those issues. And South Africa countered those issues. Mm. But countering me tabling an issue does not mean I shouldn't do what I had planned to do or what I need. To. Yes. For example, people are still trying for Saku. I've heard Minister Dodo, what Toko did is, huh? mm. saying maybe Saku has lived its lifespan, it's not working. But honestly, that's not for Botswana. Mm. Botswana has their currency, it's Pula. Mm. It's not part at, at the same level as the Namibian dollar, the, the Maluti from Maseru and the uh, Elangeni from Eswatini. Mm. Those are at par one to one with the rent. Botswana is not on there. They're trading on their own. They've got their own forex. And and, and I think it's protectionism, but I don't, I also don't think it, it, it was a wise move to threaten them to say, we'll revisit Saku. We may look at other mm. trade commodities that Botswana is dependent on us. Like, for example, Botswana is a landlocked country. Mm. It's dependent on, for example, South African fisheries. You understand? And the ports. And the ports. Mm. But look, if you fight like that, 
they will seek help elsewhere. Mm. I can tell you, Botswana already in Namibia and the parts of Valvis Bay, they've got land there for many years that the Namibians had given to Botswana and the Zambians mm. right at Valvis Bay. It's, it's mm. like their own land to can be, it's like their own port, you know, sure. and goods arrive there and they trade from there. And, and if we are going to use a hard nut fist to engage diplomatically, I, I don't think it will bear as fruits as a region. But uh, can this minister stop, man? Uh, uh, we are neighbors, man. They can just take a car drive. Eh? Uh, minister Didiza should have taken a cross-border bus and drive through uh, uh, Ramatlabama then. Yeah, and a nice him. meeting having a vegetable salad. Exactly. You know? with, with homegrown vegetables. I, I had a good laugh. So at some stage, obviously because of the ban, uh, it led to shortages of certain vegetables. Okay. Uh, because obviously you have to build uh, capacity, ca over, capacity time. over time. And there was a potato shortage. And I think some of the uh, uh, retailers, especially your fast food joints that sell uh, chips yes, that you yes. make with potatoes, um, I think they'd called a meeting or they'd met with the Minister of Agriculture complaining that there's a potato shortage. <laughs> uh, can potatoes at least be allowed back in? And they were told, I've never heard of anyone dying because they didn't have potatoes. Is, yeah. You must just wait until there's more potatoes. That's my kind of minister. That's my kind of minister. Why, 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 why do you want to eat chips and chips? Wait. No one has died from not having potatoes. Okay, you can get an alternative. So what's the problem? Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that minister. Actually. I would have done the same. Let's wait or let's let's plow more. Let's grow more. Exactly. Uh, there's uh, there's new bills like this. It's raining bills. Hallelujah. Once a politician. Yeah. Start issuing bills at critical moments like Kitty Zembabos. <laughs> but man, you must be suspicious. <laughs> you know, let, let, let me tell you one of the things I'm not diverting, one of the things I was taught in the diplomatic cycle. Yes. Uh, part of my responsibility was security services. Mm. So I was in charge of the keys and the safes and the cryptography. One of the lessons I learned from our then uh, national intelligence, and it used to be called SASS, South African Security Services, was that you never change the combination of the lock where you keep your money and your passports mm. and face value. You never change it on Friday afternoon or Monday morning. Oh, yes. You are rushing home on Friday, you are Baba last on Monday. So mm. that was one of the, and let me tell you, it works. Sometimes you even forget your combination. Mm. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I never. Now, for the government to go, it's good that the bills are coming to table, mm. white papers. Mm. But the timing, it's, it's the NHI bill, is the immigration bill, and, and there's now this one of the independent directorate investigation. So they're bringing back the Scorpions back down. So into the NPA? Into the NPA. Okay. Which, which let, let me start with that one. The, the independent directorate is the same same as what the Scorpions were, mm. but they are not independent. They are, it's a directorate inside the NPA. Okay. So what is the use? The question is, what is the use of keeping? They are, they are now smaller, lesser budget, lesser personnel, lesser everything that the Scorpion had. But do they have a sting? Well, we, how will they because have a sting when they are, they, their powers have been reduced? How will they have a sting? Also, I think what would have been better for the country? Mm. Uh, remember the Scorpions were good until they were politically abused. Oh, yes. And until they were used by ANC leaders against to each other. To settle scores. To yes. settle scores. Mm. They were doing a, a splendid job. Mm. But I think what South Africa need, instead of an, an, an independent inside the NPA, why would you still put it inside the NPA when, when NPA is not bolstered, it's not succeeding? We need a Chapter 9 type of institution with 
investigating, arresting, and prosecuting the way the Scorpions were. But mm. it must be a Chapter 9. Sure. The, the same as the, 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 the Public Protector's mm. Office, the, the, the Auditor General Office. It should not be uh, relying on another government department, agents of another government department, where the majority will go to Parliament and vote to shut it down. Because that's mm. what happened with the Scorpions. They sure. were specialized forces. And a vote was passed in Parliament to shut them down. But if it's a Chapter 9 institution, you will have to amend the Constitution Constitution ah, in yes. order to shut them down. And yeah. I think that will work better for South Africa and, and for a change. I'm agreeing with the DA because that's the position of the DA in this mm, instance. Mm. But if we want to be honest, we want to be realistic, we want a, 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 a scorpion or a hawk that can sting or bite or a pit bull that can bite, make them a chapter nine institution. Mm. Let them be independent from other entities and departments. Let them be protected. Let them be protected. Mm. You know, and I think that's what will work. That's that's the story with this independent director. I mm. call them, you know, scorpions coming back in a back door, but uh, less venom mm. or poison mm. in them. What we'll see how it goes. The second one is the immigration bill. I think we spoke about it. Mm. Uh, you know, it's still up for public comments, uh, you know, I think Minister Mutali, there's already threats from various NGOs and, and the DA and other political parties that they are going to take Minister Mutali to court regarding this new immigration law. Now, we have been trying as a nation to say people are moving in and out of this country as they wish, but, but we can't address certain parts and leave other parts. One of the issues that they're addressing, and I, I'm, I'm reading that bill word by word, it is the issue of addressing people who were married to South Africans, they've been living here for years. Mm. And, and, and now one of the proposals is if they divorce, one of the parties who's not South African must pick and go, that is unjust, you can't mm. do that. If, mm. if fresh, you have been living here all your life mm. from childhood and you have family and you have kids, so that's all they know. Now, mm. again, uh, these organizations, NGOs, they are saying it's against the human rights thing. Again, the constitution steps in. Mm. Understand? If these people are separating, you were in South Africa by virtue of being married, mm. and you were so when the marriage collapsed. So those are some of the things that we should comment on on this immigration bill mm. in order to aid the government and 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 the people should know that if we don't comment, if we don't write, if we don't criticize, we can't aid the government. It will go through. It will go through as is, and you know the majority mm. of those sleeping MPs will just vote with their eyes closed, whatever is tabled in front of them, they just vote for anything. The same way they did yesterday, uh, on, on what, on Wednesday? Mm. At the National Council, uh, 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 Council of Provinces. Remember, it goes to the National Assembly as a bill, then it goes to, 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 to the National Council of Provinces. That's how Parliament is it's, yes, it's, it's structured yes. in South Africa. Overwhelming majority of about 205 uh, votes. But guess what happened with the National uh, uh, Health Insurance Bill? Mm. On the leading parties, the four top parties in South Africa, only the ANC mm. voted for it. The DA, the EFF, and, and who's also the Action SA, whoever, mm. they didn't vote for that bill. Look, the intention of the national health insurance, mm. it's a good intention. Sure. It's a very good thing, especially in a developing and poor society like South Africa. The people in townships, the people in rural areas, the people who are unemployed, who don't have medical aid, mm. they do not have access to good quality service. So the sure. intention of this whole bill in a nutshell is to make sure that a person like me who's unemployed and who doesn't have health insurance, I don't have to wait for a queue in California when there sure. is Unitas Hospital next to my house. Ah, yes. So the government is insuring the public. So the intentions are noble. The intentions are very noble. The intentions mm. are very good. But are we in a state, are we ready? Are we in a state to say we can do that? We are failing to provide 
basic services in our clinics. In, we even have clinics in, in, in townships and rural areas that are in a container format. Mm. And our parents and grandparents and uncles go there. There's no doctors, there's no nurses, there's no medicine. We are failing on that basic service. Now this is an insurance scheme. Mm. This insurance scheme says fresh, you can go to any hospital in the Republic of South Africa for whatever you need. The government will pay for you. Mm. But pay with what? Where's the money? Which money? We, we have been borrowing money every week. When President Ramaphosa came in, it started being every six months, then it became every three months, then it became every month. Now we are borrowing money every week for various reasons. We just cut 13.7 billion of NEFSAs. Mm the education, you know, a, a, a grant. We cut on education and then we pass a bill that will need trillions of rents on health services. And and, and where will we get the money from? The, mm. I, I like the noble intention. I'm one of the people who think we must have free, equal education and free, equal health services for mm. everybody across the board in this country. But guess what is going to happen? Number one, those with medical aids are going to say, why should I continue having a medical aid yes. when I can share a bed with Botsam who does not have a medical aid? Exactly. One. Two, again, our constitution. Guess what is going to happen? Everybody who is in South Africa, not even those who live here, not mm. those who only those who are here legally, everybody who's in this land, including the children who are being smuggled, and, including and those the children who are being smuggled, and mm. everybody else, and drug dealers and criminals, everybody who is in this land and is a human being is entitled to the benefits of that bill mm. because of our human rights bill in the constitution. It's enshrined there. Now, you can't take care of plus minus 62 million people. That are your citizens mm. that were counted, and you want now to open up to say no, 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 no. And, and by the way, come we, one, come all. And and and, and comparatively, mm. we have one of the best uh, best health systems mm. uh, or services mm. in the continent. Mm. You know, people fly from everywhere to come for health services in South Africa. You know, these days even plastic surgery is becoming fashionable in South Africa. But again. Good intentions. I'm the one who have said the ANC-led government has produced the best policies, good policies, no implementation, no accountability, and they pile up boiling dust. So some people are saying this is electioneering time, all these bills to satisfy people. I don't think it's electioneering. I think it's things that has been on the pipeline. But there's pressure buttons that are being pressed to political office bearers to push these things. Mm. But again, when are people going to sit and read those bills when Mojaivo and 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 and, and uh, what did Fikile Mbalula talk uh, about Sanko? Who's this guy, the famous guy now who's jiving and dancing? I nearly said Skom Skomota. Skomota. People are focusing on Skomota. People are in Dubai this week. People are in Dubai. Some this have taken both small mem shopping. Uh, you understand? Yeah. I, I, the timing is very wrong, guys. The timing is very wrong. It's only few of us who are not Christians who don't celebrate Christmases and all sure. that. I will have time to can focus on that because normally during the end year and, and during festivities, I don't take leave because the nature of my job did not mm. require. I had to mm. work. When you guys crossed the borders and go on holiday, it was bad for me. I had to work. So I'm used to that. But I'm going to be studying this bill throughout the, the festive season. Yes, sir. Come January, I will look smarter than all of you. Done deal. I think uh, let's wrap up with uh, ANC veteran uh, Mavusum Simang. Ntate uh, Mavusum Simang wrote a letter to the ANC a couple of uh, days ago saying, I'm sorry, guys, it's over. Um, I can't be a part of this movement anymore. It's not the same and it's not what I stand for. Uh, one, what are your thoughts? And two, am I wrong in thinking, yes, he's a veteran 
and you know he has what his views are but this resignation will be of no consequence and that does he have a constituency enough that it will move anyone yeah let me start or, with or, your truth. Or, or is it symbolic? Let, let, let me start with your truth. Maybe that's three now because you've put symbolic in. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's more symbolic for me. It's a veteran. Uh, I don't think Tatema Vuso, look, with all the respect I have for him as an adult, first of all. Mm. Secondly, 60 years. You see, that's another problem. Once you're in your 80s and you start thinking uh, 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 that you can make influence on youth that is competing with Julius and Fikile sure. Mbalula, mm. it becomes a problem. Mm. But but it's, it's, it's look, the ANC is a mass-based organization. Mm. It's, 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 it's talking in numbers. They are thinking in filling stadiums and buses and, and people tweeting in T-shirts mm. and all mm. that. They are mass-based. And I don't think that also has a constituency that will fill up a bus mm. that will rattle the ANC. However, due to his stature in the ANC, and other people that were looking up to him. There are, there are several adults in the ANC that I personally, being a Pan-Africanist, yes, first I was still explaining to you that and the, and the viewers that the ANC is a mass-based organization. Yes. They rely on numbers. They rely on, uh, 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 you know, those numbers transfers to votes, filling up the stadiums. It has worked for them for many years. Now, a, a, a person of the caliber of Ntatema Vuso comes more as an advisor, as an adult, a veteran, and, and you know, to the intellectuals and with morality and all that. So mm. to the numbers, I don't think it will have a huge impact, like if it was Jacob Zuma or Tabo Mbeki who would have resigned from the ANC then it will have an impact. Do you think it might do something to the consciences of members in the NEC? Because surely that is the constituency that he might hopefully be wanting to influence. Exactly. So when you start influencing the ones with influence, then maybe something might happen. But at an electorate uh, level, this will be of no consequence. Yes, at the electorate level. It but, will if be the natives, but if the natives become restless within the organization, exactly. then they must worry. It's particularly the NEC. You know, yes. the NEC of the ANC is the biggest NEC in, in, in any organization in South Africa. And they are not just NEC members. They Remember, they are elected from branch hmm. and base levels. So if the NEC would have been convinced that uh, losing the person of the caliber of Ntatema Vuso is to the detriment of of the organization, maybe, maybe some few of them mm. would start conducting themselves and behaving in a different manner. And and when they go to their constituencies, they will they will talk differently and they will they will behave differently in government position. But now, immediately after him and and the fellow Veterans League members raise issues to the NEC, correctly so, about their concerns and about their thinking towards the Zondo uh, uh, state capture and corruption report, mm. then the whole NEC went for them. Understand? Mm. I will not be surprised if other members of the Veterans League would start actually taking a, a back door or, or lying low and not, not advising and counseling the NEC members anymore. Remember the NEC of the ANC as well. A mm. uh, very few percentages, people 55 and below, very sure, few. Sure. And the majority of them, they are supposed to be veterans and stalwarts themselves. So <laughs> so some people who were in the trenches with Ntatema Vosa are going to sit and say, but what is he talking this one? Yeah. And we can already hear that kind of talk coming from the Secretary General of the ANC. But uh, let me tell you, they are missing an opportunity 
unity. You cannot talk of reinventing and reviewing your conduct and you don't want to take counsel from your elders. He didn't raise these things in the media. He raised it within the ANC. Now, for the ANC Secretary General and the entire NEC, actually, to stand up and say to Wontatema Vosa and other elders, no, but you, you must talk within the structures. You see, that's, that's how people's mind in the ANC camp has been manipulated. If they want to deal with you, if you raise issues of you know, petting and very important match. They say, but do it through the structure. So they're expecting that they might also to go to his branch, tell his branch chairperson, and his branch chairperson must take it to the region, the region to the province, the province to national. It's not going to work like that. He is a senior member of the party. They created that Veterans League. The current uh, leadership of the ANC that was voted into power, they created the Veterans League. There was no Veterans League mm. as a formal structure. Mm. And this Veterans League, remember, it emanated from the so-called, or uh, the previously called 101 one concern stalwarts of the ANC. My, my, my only concern with Ndajema Vuso and the others that I know they will follow is that, you know, during Jacob Zuma's so-called nine wasted years, mm. when we saw Action SA and other parties going for Zuma must fall, Zuma must resign, Zuma must go, these veterans of the ANC, they were the ones who were also pushing to say the Zuma admin is corrupt. Mm. You understand? But I've never heard Ntatema Voso, including Ntatezi Zikalala, his president, talking in the same breath Mm. Same strength, same voice, and loud and openly about the ills of the sixth administration of Ntatesi Ramaphosa. Mm. They were not as loud as they were. And, and this is where the difficulty is now to say when it was Zuma admin what has said to be corrupt. Now, records of the Auditor General and financial records, they are showing that actually the current administration, I'm not talking about allegations, the current administration is the most corrupt, the most ineffective, and they have lost key public administrators and public servants. And that's where the lament of Bonta Demavuso came from, to say we are losing credible people, whether they are in the ANC or not, but the government is losing key people due to what, to interference by political office bearers, to maladministration and to corruption. Corruption is, is very evil fresh. You know, uh, I sit and I listen to Ntatema Vos and I said, I'm happy this is happening. Mm. And I can relate to that. I'm sitting at home now for over a year after 13 years in a state entity because of a political appointee who, who ironically was appointed by the current Secretary General of the ANC, Mr. Mbalula, who was the Minister of Transport. And when I raised in meeting, when I stood up in you know official meetings and engaged uh, 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 my principles to say, but your conduct, the way you are conducting yourself, it is not correct. You mm. can't do that. Whether you are deployed by the ANC, the PAC, or the DA, you cannot use state resources mm. to advance the interest of your political party. Sure. You know, because there are people in, in the, in the you know, public admin services and like DGs and, and COs and commissioners who are not deployees of the ruling party. Yes. Now, if I'm not a deployee of the ruling party and you are my CEO and you tell me that I should conduct myself and do things and channel events and my work so that I must make the minister to look good. Who's minister? Is it is it the minister of the ANC or the minister of the country? Yes. And, 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 and those are the things that my voice has been trying to raise. And these are the challenges that the ANC is facing. But I think that you ask me, what is my view and opinion? He will not make much of an impact. The impact will be very little, but not on the following, on the leadership. It's a wake-up call. Mm. And any human being inside the African National Congress who has a conscience will actually sit and read 
what they've written and what they've been saying. But you need conscience to do that. They, they should realize that they are helping the opposition and the haters of the ANC to bury the ANC. The ANC mm. is making it very easy mm. for those who are not in the organization by frustrating you know, a, a key public servant. And, and, and it's going to be a problem. There are people like me, I've, I've seen an interview with a former DG in government who said, I am not going to sell my soul for the benefit of the political party. Now, this is a former member of the ANC. Now, imagine a person like me who's not a member, who has never been a member, who doesn't subscribe to the ANC, and you want to come and use a political deployee Hmm. to come and deal with an over 25-year experience in the public service. There is absolutely no comparison. Hmm. But I don't think people in the public service must quit. Uh, like when Tatema votes or they are retired. I think they must stay and face the music. We must expose these things. We must challenge governance issues in government. Well, you may you may be bad luck. You may end up sitting at home without an income. Like you. Uh, like because me. Because we're not clever. Hey, you want to call people out on their bad governance. Uh, well, look. I, I, I haven't called them out, but uh, something happened in the last week. Yes. You know, I've always said I will not talk about my labor matter with my employer, and mm. I will still not talk about it in the public platform. But they are now bullying me. Mm. You know, they are threatening me. I got a letter from lawyers uh, uh, to say they will sue me for two million. One, they don't pay me. Two, I'm broke. Where will I get two million? Two, uh, now, now, people want to know. Okay, your name is being mentioned on a media report. I don't mm -hmm. like newspapers. I don't buy them. I don't read them. True. Your name is being mentioned on a media report. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Now others say, and others, and then the employer goes and sends me a threatening letter. Now they're going to make me talk. They're mm -hmm. going to, and, and I, I'm not a whistleblower fresh. And the problem in South Africa is whistleblowers. We don't have laws that protect whistleblowers. Yeah? So, even if it's there, it's not effective. Whistleblowers, they say something in hiding. Sure. They make allegations. I don't make allegations. When mm. I say you have done something, I provide material evidence on yes. the table. Mm. That's what administrators do. You provide material evidence. When I say a person is corrupt, when I say a person is unethical, I will provide material evidence on the table why I'm saying that. And I think I'm being pushed to do that. At least they won't haul me to the truly house. They can only take me to court. That, that's all. But, but I think proper public administrators, mm. senior management in government, CEOs, commissioners, and, and, and DGs and DDGs, all these people in senior positions, they should stop lying low and digging and diving and hiding behind abuse of political office bearers. They must mm. stand up and talk and put matters mm. on the table. I will not make any allegation as a public administrator where I don't have material evidence. Sure. And luckily, I was trained by the old school that I keep records of everything. Keep records of everything, record everything, document everything, paper trail everything. I, I, that's that's how it should be. Paper that, trail is important. That's our. Uh, that's if you take any other advice from anyone this year, that it be that. Keep a paper trail and and look. Even medical, your own medical records. Mm. If you can't scan and keep them for future reference, we know what happened with COVID and mm. all those things. Mm. Paper trail is important. You know, mm. people today have scanners. You can scan things and have a cloud and open and save documents sure. there. If you suspect that Fresh is corrupt in this studio, guys, and he's getting some money, you know, back pays, keep a paper trail of that. When we come next year and we fresh him out there, you just produce that paper trail, then he has no room to breathe. If you're not in a shallow grave by then. <laughs> <laughs> you see how they bully and you see how they bully and threaten people. 
uh, uh, you'll be there. He's, he's now behaving like an incubi, threatening you not to expose his corrupt activities. Dead men tell no stories, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's that's tough, right? Yeah. Corruption, maladministration. But I think the ANC, in conclusion, the mm. ANC Veterans League, mm. in my view, they were not only chasing corruption. If the sure. ANC members and leaders have, would have looked at it from an ethical point of view, mm. it's ethics. Because, you know, if you were an ethical person, ethical leader, ethical manager, you wouldn't allow or do some of the things that are happening under your watch or your management. You know what the sad thing is about a lot of our politicians? A lot of our politicians hide behind, I haven't broken the law. And they allow the single measure of wrong or right doing to be, I am not breaking the yeah. law. Versus what perceptions are you creating? Yes. Like there's zero sense of perception management. There's zero sense of... It might not be illegal, mm. but is it right? Is it right? Is it ethical? Is it, is it the right thing to do? Exactly. And, and you are correct. That's why I want to push it more on ethical conduct of our political office. Let them sit with themselves like Abba Zalwani. You know, I've been told by Zalwani, they go and they create a lot of unethical stuff. And then after they go and sit in front of a pastor to confess, mm. they don't have to come and confess to anybody. They have to reflect on themselves. Mm. Have I conducted myself in an ethical manner as a political? or public office bearer. Once they can pass that line correctly, then we'll be on the right path. And if all else fails, ask yourself this question. Would mama approve of my behavior? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I told you the story about my mother. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, I when I went to boarding school at age 12, and I live by those words, my mom said to me when I went to boarding school, go and be anything you want in life. You'll be in public platforms in future. Never, ever appear in a newspaper, Kuranta, whatever mm. you call it, for unethical things or for the snacks. Mm. And, and I live by those words, mm. you know. 30, 40 years after those mm. words are still in my mind, you are right. These politicians must go to mamas, but some of them are gogos. The mamas are no longer there. Or but they can reflect. And there's also now a lot of gogos is politics of the stomach also. <laughs> that food parcel will fix a lot of things. Yeah, but look, it's good. things are going to go out a lot. People are going to start talking. Mm. I've taken a bold decision myself that yes. I'm going to start talking and revealing what actually transpired because I'm banking on courts. The courts will do its labor, but sure. other things really, we have to come out in the public and talk about what transpired. I'm not, I'm not being faced by law letters and threats by legal firms and things. You can't bully me. I'm a bull. You know, I always tell people I'm a Torian and you, you go and you flash a red flag in front of a bull. You are yeah. asking for trouble. It will come raging. Yes. And this is where I'm heading to. For the, for the, not for my own selfish reasons, mm. for the best interest of the organization itself, for the best interest of the government itself, and for the people of South Africa. That's how we should conduct ourselves as public office bearers because the nation will respect us more. The nation will believe us. Mm. When I tell people that if I was at Bay Bridge when these things happened, for 13 years' experience, I would have done things differently yes. based on experience. Not to say my other colleagues there are not good or are hopeless. No, mm. no, no, they are not. They are very good people. They've been doing a very good job. Yes, sir. But experience matters and counts a lot. And that's where Bontatema Voso, with their experience, you know, uh, uh, they count a lot. I think let's cut that. that. Thanks, thanks, Brother Fresh. Let's, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
We are not yet done. We'll, we'll, we'll hear next week how it goes. Uh, in fact, we'll be here next week to wrap up the year and talk about what's going to be happening next year uh, in anticipation of the election year, amongst yeah. other things. We'll also look at highlights from this past year. Uh, Butsang will uh, give us his thoughts and insights. I will, I will do so. I'll, I'll prepare to say wrap up the year. It has been a very challenging and bumpy year, but let's wait for next week for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do we find your social media, uh, Butsang M at gmail.com and 082-485-9100. And please bring it on those bookings and advice and reservations. I like that. I charge these days, by the way. And I, I, I am at Butsang M on social media handles. And that's where you find me fresh and the viewers and the followers. Thanks for being a part of... Wow, what a week, a hashtag Politrix, coming to you from Amp Studios, part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Pezulu Works for the cinematography, our imaging, courtesy of Otis the Flow Fraser, guest Botsang Mudimuami Muilwa, our creative producer Kuvesh Mohan, and our show producer Kileso Mudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Until next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.